Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan, Jesse Go, we're joined by the hilarious Sarah Benincasa, and we talk about, well, let's just say, which beloved comedy figure has a lot going on downtown? Talking about his ween. Let's go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I saw a rainbow on the way here. Hey, congratulations. Thank you. I mean... Look, do you the, make a wish on a rainbow? That's a falling star. Mm, but I mean, nothing. I mean, it's just, I that shouldn't you stop to, you from wishing. I think you have to find the end, uh, end of the rainbow uh-huh. and come on a leprechaun. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Come. Oh, no, no. The leprechaun comes on you. No, Jordan. A leprechaun came on you once. Yeah. You were drunk. Right. As usual. And I got my wish, and that was taxi money home. (laughs) (laughs) Jordan, you prostituted yourself to a leprechaun. Right. It might have just been a guy wearing a green suit. Right. It was that guy who teaches you how to make money from government programs. (laughs) (laughs) Who's that guy? Matthew something. Yeah. He's crazy. He's got a question mark suit. Anyway. This is the bigger dick Bigger dick than you would think. Really? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, he's a successful man. Probably the confidence to put on that question mark suit Mm -hmm. came from, you know, he's got got something. A little uh, being being well done in the downtown department. Mm -hmm. Well done in the downtown (laughs) department. (laughs) By the way, Jordan, I'm medium rare in the downtown department. (laughs) Shall we introduce our guest? I think that's a good idea. Uh, Our guest is a a comedian and stage performer, recently moved here to Los Angeles from uh, New York City, where she once invited me to come on her web series, which is taped in her bath, uh, Sarah Benincasa. (laughs) Hello. How are you, Sarah? I'm great. Thank you for having me on the program. I'm sorry that I didn't agree to come on your program. Uh, to be a guest on your program. Yeah, let's be specific. This is not the way that the leprechaun came. No, no. no yeah. Uh, Jordan. I apologize. I usually make a habit of agreeing to go on people's programs mm-hmm. when they ask me to go on their shows. Um, and especially shows uh, like yours that are legitimate and have audiences and, and uh, people much famous, more famous than I uh, had been on in the past. However, I have to say I felt like I should run it by my wife. And she gave it the nay-nay. That's understandable. I would do the same thing, honestly, if I were somebody's wife. If I were somebody's wife. Oh. Someone loved me. Hey, Sarah, hey. if you just want to run stuff by somebody, give me a call. <laughs> okay. And I can, I'll make you feel bad about stuff. <laughs> we'll be like, hubbo. So tell me, wait, so tell me, so this is in a bathtub. The show... How, how nude and how much water are involved? So the show is called Getting Wet with Sarah Benincasa. Sure. And it is... Already, I don't see why Teresa had a problem with it. <laughs> And so She's a little bit of a prude, I can I can tell. It's me in a bathtub, and mm-hmm. I just wear. I mean, I I don't have a, a bikini body. I I wear sometimes I wear a prom dress. Sometimes I wear 
a uh, some sort of suit, mm-hmm. um, a vintage gown perhaps. <laughs> and I, I sit in the bathtub and I interview people. So I've interviewed um, – what I, d- I used to do it on Nerve.com and then it was called Tub Talk with Sarah B. And I interviewed John Mulaney and Reggie Watts and Jonathan Ames and different folks. But since it's just been this thing I do for fun on YouTube – I have interviewed uh, Joe Boobs Weldon, a burlesque star, uh, Margaret Cho, the comedian. Um, wait, wait, so, is so her Joe oh, is that a lady? Uh, Joe, yes. Joe okay. Boobs Weldon is a lady. Very I mean, much so. It could be a dude with boobs. Of that, course. That could sure. be a burlesque star. Absolutely. I once saw a burlesque where it was it, – it had been sexy ladies for the whole night and then – a sexy person got on stage in ladies' outfits, and it was only until they took off the top that you saw that it was a fella. Oh, oh did so it give everyone you? Everyone was confused. A boner that made you question? Uh, no. I mean, I he the the person in question was very uh was very thin, mm-hmm. and I maybe wouldn't get necessarily turned on by a super thin female burlesque. Person, mm-hmm. like a real um, elbowy type situation. Yeah, yeah, wiry. Yeah, sure. Not a lot of meat on the bones. Um, but you know, I, I appreciate know, wiry. It. Maybe, maybe not wiry. Hmm. That's, that sounds a little. You're starting to sound a little bit too much like a hungry cheetah. Mm. <laughs> I was picturing eating the burlesque. To be person. fair, I did run him down in the parking lot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I was. I didn't have a period of being turned on, um, but I appreciated the moves. So what happened in the act? The this person first. This person is kind of all done up to the point where you can't. They it seems to be a woman, mm-hmm. uh, and then the top comes off, and there's a there's a there's a rousing yell from the audience when you realized uh, that it was a fellow the whole time. That's the big reveal. Can yeah, I yeah. ask you a question about what happened after that? You may. Did the person then tell you how to get free money from the government? They did. Yes, <laughs> exactly. And uh, you know, one thing led to another, and I got a sweet taxi voucher home. Matthew Lasco, by the way, <laughs> Matthew, Matthew Lasco. Lasco. Is that correct, Brian Fernandez? Have you been looking this up? Jeez, Louise, Brian! I gave you like five minutes to look this up. Obviously, you should be looking this up. He's drunk. <laughs> so, Sarah, on your on your oh. web show, the 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 the. You aren't trying to trick people into thinking you're nude. No, I'm okay. not. That That's not part of the game. In fact, I think it's funnier when people wear clothes. Like mm-hmm. I interviewed Neil Gaiman and his wife, uh, the author Neil Gaiman and his wife, Amanda Palmer, mm-hmm. who at the time was his girlfriend. And um, Neil was wearing a suit jacket that Amanda's then assistant had bought off a drunk man in a park in New York City for $5 at 2 in the morning because he thought it would be funny to wear a suit jacket. And it was. Great. Ama- and the guy Am- needed cab fare. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Amanda was naked, but Amanda likes to be naked. Okay. Amanda Palmer is a gal who is not shy about being naked. Sure. She enjoys it. It's her favorite She's thing. one of these naked ladies I've heard She's so a naked about. lady. Yeah, oh, yeah. sure. She's naked. I think she would be naked all the time if she could. You know, I hear there's a place in France yes. where they could. <laughs> if, they, if they wanted to dance. They could. They could. Well, then Donald Glover did the show and Donald Glover was naked. But Donald Glover was naked because he had never seen it. He just – I just – a stranger. He didn't ask and he assumed because it was in a bathtub. And a girl. He, I right. think he just was like, cool. I think I told him I was friends with um, with his friend D.C. Pearson or something like that and just contacted him cold and was like, do you want to do this? And he said, yeah. And he didn't He didn't realize until the end of the program that he did not have to be naked. Oh, my. Wait, were you naked in that one? I was not. I was so wearing clothing. At the beginning, he didn't think, oh, I could be wearing a prom dress? No, I think he just thought, oh, the shtick is that she wears clothes and the guests are naked. I think that's what he assumed. <laughs> 
And we had to do some creative positioning with um, with various objects, including a, a wooden Buddha statue that we placed, um, you know, strategically in front of his parts because we used bubbles. But uh, you know, as as you stay in the bathtub, the bubbles sure, they, shrink; they, they go away. They and well, don't you just? <laughs> we tried, and he also sort of gathered the bubbles around his business. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I mean, I I think I think he is someone who is probably well done in that department. Sure. And uh, and he's been. Uh, they left it on the grill. Yeah, they left it. It's there's a lot happening there, sure. and I'm maybe I caught a glimpse. Um, and you know he's got to keep it in check, and mm-hmm. he had to be appropriate for YouTube. Yes, an athletic physique as well. Yes, he's a handsome gentleman. Yeah. I Very think when you're gentleman. when you're one of those comedy guys who also happens to be cut, like you're happy to do a goof where you take off your clothes. Yeah, not a problem. Yeah. It wasn't like oh, let's look at the the flabby guy with his top off. It was like well, here's a hot guy with his top off. <laughs> right. So chicks dig it. I did. I I did. I think like three episodes with him. I mean, we all we, just one. We just sat in the bathtub for a sure. really long time. Um, but he was great. And um, I think those are all the folks I've sat with for the YouTube thing. And and I wanted you to be one of them. But I completely understand that, uh, you it know. It wasn't – and I want, I want to make this clear. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, there's folks in the Max Fun community who know my wife. And I don't want to besmirch my wife's reputation. She would have let me do it. Had I insisted, she would have acquiesced. I asked her – you, I told her she could say no if she felt uncomfortable with it, and that would be totally fine. Because at the end of the day, who's going to watch this? That's the honest truth. Mm-hmm. No one's going to watch it for me. Lord knows no one's watching it for Sarah Benincasa. <laughs> Probably a lot of people are watching Probably it for Sarah. But- There's a couple, but not many. Mostly it's for the guest. So it would, it honestly would have been the, the Max Fun community, I think, who we would have tried to draw in. If I had told her... That I might get the chance to see Donald Glover's Donald Glover, mm-hmm. <laughs> little DG. I wonder if that would have changed the situation. Well, I don't know. It seems like if you put a Buddha in front of a penis, you run the risk of accidentally rubbing the penis for good luck. <laughs> that would be my concern. I just with felt obstructing really, a penis. It helped me feel calmer about being in a tub with Donald Glover naked. The, like, just having the Buddha there, I thought, you know what, Sarah? It's okay. Just take some deep breaths. The important thing is not to obscure the penis with a representation of the Prophet Muhammad. Right. <laughs> exactly. That can That's really a good way to get your problems. bathtub blown up. Mm-hmm. That would cause mass protests around the world. You should not represent the Prophet Muhammad. When I was interviewing right. Reggie Watts in um, when I did Tub Talk on Nerve, which no longer ex- – Nerve exists, but the, the videos aren't up anymore. Reggie Watts, by the way, uh, I've seen this one, was naked and uh, his business was uh, obscured by his hair, the hair <laughs> on his head. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we had Christmas lights. I really wanted to do it up because it's Reggie Watts. Like this is a man who puts on a show. We had I, Christmas we, lights. We had Christmas we lights. Had <laughs> we had toasters. We had we had frayed wires. <laughs> we had bath toys and my, my Shira dolls and all sorts of things out there. And we ordered a pizza into the bathtub and made the gentleman come up the stairs in this old Victorian brownstone that I lived in, uh, this haunted brownstone in uh, in Bedsty, Brooklyn. And we were splashing so much water over the the electric lights that at one point they started to spark and I was just like I can't kill Reggie Watts 
for this web video, although that would make a great ending. Sure. It's a great button. I mean, I mean, there's a whole there's a whole like uh, category out there. I mean, comedian a- comedian snuff web <laughs> videos. Mm-hmm. A specific comedian yeah. beatboxer snuff film. <laughs> right. Yeah, Dave Dave Hill has that show where uh, you, did you see this where he drops Dick Cavett off the top of a building? I haven't seen it, but it sounds delightful. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's for a very specific audience. Sure. But I mean, that's what the web is. I mean, it's finding a niche audience and right. zeroing in with content just for them. Yeah, you got to focus and and over deliver. Right. And it's, you know, if it's if it's board game enthusiasts, you want to, you know, play Settlers of Catan and if it's people who want to see comedians be electrocuted, you 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 know, you cater to them. Absolutely. It's, that's why I'm choking out Will Wheaton right now <laughs> with your feet, with your prehensile feet. <laughs> yeah. And you're doing a really elegant job. Oh, thank you. It's quiet. But thank you know, you. back to your your wife, I completely honor and appreciate her instinct. I mean, I I know that I would not be predatory in any way, but I also know this. If my gentleman caller uh, attempted to it said to me, "Hey Sarah, I'm going to go sit in a bathtub with a chick," you know, I would say Oh no, that's a bad. That's just instinctively. I think your response probably ought to be no, gentleman caller or husband. I don't like that idea. I think if she'd been like, sure, go ahead, do that all the time, then you would have to ask questions like, what, what, what's going on in our relationship? She's just, she's just. I mean, it's, it's. She's saving one up. I mean, in case she ever wants to go sit in a bath with a web personality, she's got that on you. That's I guess true. the only, the only downside here. Is that I don't don't get to show America my physique? Yeah, mm. I'm well, pretty yoked. I can tell. I you are covered in egg yolk. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. Jesse Thorne here, proprietor of MaximumFun.org. Look, we had a great time in the Poconos and everything, but there's no way we are forgetting about our annual trip to Lake Arrowhead here in Southern California. So, unless the world ends first by Mayan prophecy, MaxFunCon West will be held May 31st through June 2nd, 2013. Join us for a showcase of elite stand-up comedy performers in the woods, plus informative classes and talks from some of the best creative minds in the nation. If you've been to MaxFunCon before, get ready to reunite with your old friends. And if you're a first-timer, get ready to make a whole ton of new ones. Registration is now open at MaxFunCon.com. So act fast. MaxFunCon pretty much always sells out, and we don't expect this year to be any different. Remember, go to MaxFunCon.com. Hey, folks, this is Kevin Allison of The State and the podcast Risk, where people tell true stories they never thought they'd dare to share. Risk is the latest addition to the roster of podcasts at Maximum Fun, and it is jam-packed with unforgettable stuff. Your favorite writers, comedians, even fans like you share X-rated stories, outrageously hilarious stories, tear-jerking stories you won't believe. How real and raw and surprising Risk can be. Both radio-style stories and stories told at our live shows, you've heard people say, Ooh, too much information. Don't be sharing that in mixed company. Well, at Risk, we say screw that. Anything goes. So you've got a treasure trove of jaw-dropping entertainment to dig into, my friend. Look us up at MaximumFun.org or Risk-Show.com. Or, of course, just go to podcast at the iTunes store and search 
for risk. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Can I ask you about something very important? You may. Sarah? Oh, yes. Oh. I, by the way, we didn't allow Sarah to introduce herself there. Yeah. Uh, when I say we, I mean I. Sure. <laughs> Should I do it? Yeah. yeah. Hi, this is Sarah Benincasa, America's bean sprout. Bean sprout? Correct. What is this about? Well, you on a health kick? It's I, I am actually. I joined Weight Watchers. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I'm not a, a a heavy gal, but I weigh a bit more than than I would like to. Um, I don't need to be a stick. That's never going to happen. These these hips and these boobs are not going to go away. If you want to turn Jordan on, you do not want to be a stick. Right. Exactly. And that's a goal of yours. Well, right? that's is. one of the things they write up on the board in Weight Watchers. Sure, you're right. <laughs> if you want to turn on Jordan Morris, this is not the place for you. Yeah. <laughs> Head on down to Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> <laughs> Hang it out for a while. Pack a little junk into that Pack trunk. Pack a little junk in the trunk. You know, I had I ordered wings the other day by myself at a bar. Yeah, I do that too. Sriracha I do that. Wings. I do that. I do that. Once a week? Once a week, yeah. <laughs> Where'd you get them from? Uh, I got them at a place called, let me think now, what is it called? It's called The York. It is in my new neighborhood mm-hmm. of Highland Park, Los Angeles. Yes. Oh. Um, it is a neighborhood I was introduced to when I did Mark Maron's podcast. Ah, yes. And I just thought, wow, this is really, as my manager and I were driving around, I was like, this place is really neat. I wonder if I could live here too, <laughs> which yeah. is so creepy to say. I'm sure Mark is like, oh, weirdo. Like, it would be great if all of his guests just moved to his neighborhood. <laughs> Don't worry. All of the upper middle class white people in Los Angeles had the same thought over the past 24 months. That's good because there I am. And I really like it. So I went to this this pub, this gastro pub, fancy pants place um, called The York. And uh, they had sriracha rooster sauce. Is it sriracha? Sriracha. 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 sriracha? Sure. Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka. Formerly known as Burma. Sure. They had Burmese wings, which mm-hmm. had honey and cilantro on them. And I had a drink by myself, and I ate them by myself, and I felt great. Yeah, and then no. I joined Weight Watchers. <laughs> I, 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 I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I really love eating wings. But, like, someone watching you do that is a little shameful, especially if they don't have – like, if, if you're not both in it together, like, yeah. if they're having something else – like it is like I maybe would rather jerk off in front of someone How than like do have you... them watch me like shove chicken wings in my face and then remove the bone. I was just thinking about uh, a related issue to what Sarah just said mm-hmm. yesterday. Uh, which is how do you feel about eating alone in a public place? Uh yeah, I've uh I like it. I kinda enjoy it. I like to I always try and have a magazine or a book in the car so uh, I can sit down and have something. Uh, I was just talking about with this with past guest Eliza Skinner the other day. We talked about how we like to have a solo fancy every now and then. <laughs> really? Yeah, to go to like maybe a little bit of a nicer restaurant, sit at the bar, get a nice meal. Yeah. Really? really I like fun. it. I like yeah, and it's and yeah. And uh, it gives you an excuse to catch up on a little reading, maybe talk to the bartender. I kind of like it. I started doing it when I was – I I started out um, my college 
Odyssey took like six or seven years, but it started at Emerson College in Boston. And um, I started going out by myself to this place called Trident Cafe and Books, which had challah French toast. Uh And so I would just go there and just carb out and be like, I love being 18. And then I just kept doing that when I moved to later. I went to school in Asheville, North Carolina. I found a place. I I later moved to, uh, to the Southwest. I found a place. And like L.A. is great for that, too, because you can just go. And you can bring a laptop practically anywhere sure. into any kind of place. And they'll be like, yeah, that's acceptable. Yeah. It's fine. No, I definitely – like uh, I've definitely been looking for places to read. I used to have a job where I traveled a lot and I would do all my reading on planes because I would, was on you know two or three planes a month. And now it's a weird thing. Like I have a – I don't know. It's weird for me to read in my house. So like going out to a restaurant with a book is a nice way to do a little of that. Anyway. Oh. What about I, you? Yeah. I went I, – well, yesterday was a big day for me. Um, I'm not trying to be braggy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, this is something I do twice a year. And again, I want to be modest about this, but I get up really early in the morning and go to a special thrift store sale. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, and the way it works is they give a – this is a – this thrift store has seasonal stocking. So they will – they have a warehouse and they they pile up the stuff and then seasonally – I believe three times a year. They season it with a lemon pepper or a... The, just a seasoned salt. Okay. Just a Laurie's seasoned salt. Sure. Um, you get a little bit of the that's old good MSG. On, that's good on anything. It is. It's... Um, and they, they'll they put it out, uh, you know, on one weekend. They'll say it'll be all new merchandise. Um, and they have a big event. They open at the normal time. But you go, if you want to get in, you go ahead of time in the morning and you get a ticket. Oh. A numbered ticket, sort of like a delicatessen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I got there this time around, around uh, this time around, maybe six fifteen, six thirty in the morning. Yeah, wow. and um, I was number seventy nine. Whoa, it's a, it's a popular event. Also, people who do this for a living get up very early. Um, well, they're acquiring stuff to to sell. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, then they're super fucked up from the night before. Still, <laughs> yeah, like, they're still up. Sure, yeah. Um, and I, I'm not above acquiring something to sell, although mostly it's for personal use these days. I have less time to turn things over. But um, I, uh, I, I got up at 6.30, went, got my ticket, and then thought, huh, well, it opens at 10. I'm in West Los Angeles. I went and had a nice breakfast by myself at the bar. Oh yeah, solo solo diner breakfast is a lot of fun. Oh, it's I great. do that fairly regularly. I you know what I don't like, hmm. and this is a little maybe this is a little antisocial of me. I don't like when the person next to you gets friendly. I don't like that. Mm, interesting. And maybe that happens more to females than to guys. Probably. Um, but the person next to you, because women feel more comfortable, I think, uh, you know, interacting with strange women than strange men. And then gentlemen often enjoy sure. talk, speaking to a lady sure. and, and getting to know her and, you know. You pantsing know, her. Pantsing her. <laughs> um, and then just gently, ever so gently finger banging her. Right. Um, right. Over some huevos the rancheros. The old pants and fang. We've all been there, We've, ladies. Hey, I've seen diners drive-ins and dives. <laughs> all right. That's what Guy Fieri does. Yeah. He comes in. Ugh. You teach him how to make the sauce and then right. he finger blasts you I or your pictu- wife. I right. just picturing Guy Fieri – Just oh, first of all, hearing in this – almost the same thought, Guy Fieri and, and finger blasting – 
is disturbing. And yet I feel like that's the only real way he has sex. Like I don't think he has sex any other way. Right. Except was for that. It, someone was telling me that Guy Fieri was arrested or ticketed or something for having some sort of weird desert drug party. Oh, that's awesome. Like some sort of like asshole version of Burning Man. Maybe Guy Fieri is the person behind Burning Man. Maybe oh, like maybe. The, the, it's just an illusion, like all the stories about the actual people who started Burning Man. Inaccurate. The real story is Guy Fieri went to the desert and decided to do some cocaine. Yeah. So now that I think about it, when you see videos of the titular man, the big wooden man mm-hmm. that they burn, it is wearing Crocs. <laughs> so. And sunglasses on the back of its <laughs> right. head. Right. Uh, the, the, the first Burning Man mm-hmm. was actually out there in the Southern California desert. It was just Guy Fieri fucking man cow's wife. Wow. <laughs> so. Um, guys, are, if, if we're out of juice on this whether or not to eat alone thing, can I say a few things about squirrels? Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not going to stop you, Dorothy. Do you guys, I mean, do you guys have more to add on the topic? I don't want to intentionally divert, but I felt like... No, I mean, I look, um, did uh, sure, I had a lot of different stuff I wanted to talk about. But... What'd you order? What'd you order at the restaurant when you went by yourself? Squirrel. Squirrel. I got a country fried steak. Oh, cool. It was not that great. Yeah. You know what? Hmm. Fucking, it's not that hard to country fry. Just no. batter up a cube sure. steak and fry it. Don't oh, yeah. take it out of the freezer. Yeah. Too often it comes out of the freezer. You know, it's not that hard to make gravy either. Sure. I just made gravy at lunch. Absolutely. For a chicken cutlet. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just I just wish there was more there were more diners out there. Yeah. That would just make the the goddamn food. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. It's not that hard. No. It's not it's that the big a deal. Food. I watched an episode of Kitchen Nightmares recently mm-hmm. starring the great Gordon Ramsay. And what they found at this particular um, Italian restaurant in Brooklyn, in Cobble Hill, was that they were they, they were advertising fresh homemade pasta made daily. And mm-hmm. that was true. They made the pasta daily. But then they froze the pasta. Oh, so the pasta that you were eating, in fact, may have been frozen six months to a year prior because they make it and make it and make it and store it and store it. And that includes, you know, the meatballs and everything. Well, Gordon Ramsay was not pleased. That sounds like a real nightmare. It was a real kitchen nightmare. Oh, hold on. Gosh. What do you do about this? Can I take a guess? Mm-hmm. Did he take off his shirt? No, I wish. <laughs> he, um, Wait, does Gordon Ramsay take off his shirt? Oh, yeah. Every episode of that show, he takes off his shirt. Why? What, he, what, has what put on his, he has to put on his chef shirt. It's, he has to take out his cool, he has to take off his cool Simon Cowell t-shirt. And, so he's wearing like a black v-neck to the yeah. place, and then when it's time to fucking take care he's of business, he like, takes it off, shows off his fucking pecs. He looks great. And puts, yeah. he, he does, he looks really good. And he's always like, this is this is absurd. This is disgusting. This is a fucking mess. And then he takes off his shirt and puts on the chef thing and is like, my darling, you can be good. And then people cry. Oh, my. Like, it's a symbol of an act break. Mm-hmm. Okay. When the shirt comes off. When the shirt comes off and the, and the chef shirt goes on. You know that kind of chef shirt? Yeah, yeah. You know, with looks sort of like a... Kind of goes over, buttons, yeah. buttons down the side. Yeah. Yeah, I'm aware of a chef shirt. So Ramsey puts one of these on when he's got to take care of fucking business. Huh. He's got to take out the trash, if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, Sometimes he literally has to take out trash. Yeah. Because somebody's supposed to be doing that and they're not doing it. Yeah. Oh, my god. Anyway, when that happens, he's not happy. I love 
I mean, I know I want to get to squirrels, but I just need to no, say— No, no, no. I mean, I don't—the squirrels, not, that's not important. That's, that's what we call an evergreen. Well, I— <laughs> <laughs> This will be interesting whenever. This one, this topic on Gordon Ramsay, this thing's coniferous. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Wait, is that right? I no. love Gordon Ramsay so much. I fell in love with him whilst watching a program called MasterChef. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Amazing! Screaming at people, telling them they're terrible. At one point, he looked at a contestant and said, It's Master Chef, not Master Bait! And I was like, Yes! I know he's been waiting four seasons to use that zinger. And he oh, just yeah. Did. I mean, I'm sure he said that in the pitch. Oh, I'm sure he's he like, did. At some point, I will tell a guy yeah. that it's not Master Bait. Yeah, and they were like, Done. Yeah. Four seasons in, finally he gets it. He saves it out. that for sweeps. Oh, absolutely. What is Master Chef on? MasterChef is on, I believe, the Fox Network. What happens in it? Does he... It is a program. Turn around restaurants that are failing? He takes... It starts with 100 home cooks from around the nation and is whittled down to one amazing MasterChef who gets $250,000 and a cookbook contract. Okay. So it's like American Idol. It is American Idol of cooking. It is so beautiful. The winner this year, Christine Ha, an MFA student at the University of Houston, now which is a great the fucking arts. three-year program. Very good. Um, she, creative writing person, blind, won MasterChef. That sounds really inspirational. Blind. I, I sobbed at half of the episodes. That I'm is on the verge right now. Her recipe, by the way, was stir-fried fingertips. Just with a with a little, just with a drizzle of service dog. <laughs> um, uh, I, there, I have one Gordon Ramsay thing to say. Uh, I live not far from where you live, actually, and I noticed as I was in Eagle Rock, mm-hmm. California, an adjacent neighborhood, that there is a restaurant with a big sign in the window that says. As seen on Kitchen Nightmares. <gasps> They're oh advertising my. that. <laughs> is that all you have? But I mean, is that, I mean, is the premise of Kitchen Nightmares that once Gordon Ramsay's done with it, this is a five star joint? That's the idea uh, that they ride off into the sunset and okay. it's better. But of course, you have to assume that oftentimes they go back to their old ways and there's roaches in the right. food. But I would go there just to talk it to them about the, Gordon Ramsay. I've, I've, I've probably watched, I, I probably watched 10 of these mm-hmm. on Netflix Instant, this Kitchen Nightmares. Sure. Um, and uh, it is the – well, I was going to say it's the most formulaic formulaic television program you can imagine. But I guess all shows in this type <laughs> are. Sure. But there's no doubt that they're like – they really lay it on thick. Oh, my like, they God. They really lay it on thick. They do. I and saw. And Ramsey is genuinely pretty compelling. Yeah. Um, and he's not just – he doesn't just yell at people. He does other stuff too. But Does he whip the, things into a foam? I feel like every time I try and watch a cooking show, they're just whipping shit into a foam. There's these scenes. There's these scenes where he'll like take. Pe- I remember there, he'll do like a ritual. Like two thirds of the way through, there's some transformational act that he takes with like the they, staff. Like they hit like ayahuasca. It is a. It is a full. They on, drink a hallucinogenic tea. It's a full on <laughs> Robert Bly situation. Yeah, they go out into the woods and they yeah. beat a drum. They seriously. The, I remember watching one where they all went out onto the beach and they passed a rock around. Wow. I'm not Fucking even I'm out not to even the desert. That up. Out to the desert. Eight hours of air guitar with Fieri, <laughs> <laughs> and the then you wh- fuck Mancal's wife, and then you fuck Mancal's wife. The, I, that the one Doobie Brothers song is just on the whole time. I bet Gordon Ramsay fucking hates Fieri. 
Oh, yeah. Well, I, I think Gordon Ramsay doesn't seem like that. Uh, Gordon Ramsay seems like a reasonably intelligent. He seems like a human man. He seems very, <laughs> very smart, very talented not gentleman. A, yeah, not a living party shirt. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. A, f- a friend of mine who works in the industry of cable television mm-hmm. production um, told me that uh, Guy Fieri um, was cast as the host of his television program. Uh, and then essentially stole it from its creator after the first year. Oh, dear. Uh, yeah, like uh, f- f- applied pressure and forced the creator out. You know, it's, you know it's, so it's he so, could own it. You know, fiery jokes are, are, are rampant these days. And it's always nice to hear that someone who it's fun to joke about is actually a jerk. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Like, that's nice. That makes me feel feeling a, bad about a joking about comedian someone. Comedian, that it? makes me feel. Yeah better about the stupid shit that I do. Right. Right. Like going on when when you go on those uh those like VH1 shows or I've been doing one for um, the History Channel lately, which doesn't matter because everybody we make fun of is dead. But that's it's called <laughs> I Love the 1880s. But I've also done like VH1 and Fuse and stuff and they give you these packets and they're like, um, OK, so uh, Kim Kardashian has a big butt. Write us five jokes about that. And <laughs> about you're doing the butt. It, and you're doing it. And, and I'm always thinking like, wow, I, I'm getting paid to make fun of people who are far more – well, not with Kim Kardashian, but let's pick an actually talented person. You know, generally you're making fun of people who are far more talented and accomplished Jennifer than Jennifer Aniston. Are. Exactly. Thank you Jennifer very Aniston's much. legitimately very talented. Exactly. Sure. She is a delight. Lights up the screen. And I'm like, she's still sad about Brad. I don't know. <laughs> He's <laughs> vomiting out like references. It's painful. Yeah. All right, that was just a moment for me. Yeah, <laughs> just for Sarah. I actually, now that I think of it, I ate two alone meals yesterday. Yeah, because I went and had uh, my car does not have a spare tire. Mm-hmm. Designed not to have a spare tire. Uh, I went over something on the freeway, <laughs> cut my tire up. Oh my gosh. Cut my wheel up. Hmm. It has run flat tire, so I was able to get to the uh, Costco to get the tire replaced. I, I love getting my tires from Costco because you can get them replaced. Sure. I have relatively low-profile tires. I'm always fucking them up. You can get a, They'll just replace it get for a you nice for free. You can get a nice for a buck, too. Absolutely. So I take it there. They tell me it's going to be three hours. Mm-hmm. I don't have anything to do. I went to this the tire restaurant. tire is made out of Froyo, right? I went to this restaurant. I love this restaurant, Jordan. I can't even begin to tell you how much mm-hmm. I love this restaurant. It's called the Tam O'Shanter. Oh, yeah. The Tam O'Shanter's great. This restaurant's been open since night. Brian Fernandez is applauding. He's excited about the Tam O'Shanter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this re- restaurant's been open since 1910 or something like that. Sure. 1917, I think. Um, it is a, a Scottish-themed restaurant. Oh. The, yeah, I guess this – I don't don't judge it too harshly on this, but the waitresses wear little kilts. Yeah, they, they sure they do. Are they cute waitresses? No. The, Okay. okay, I feel like I've seen some some cute ones. Okay, I the might have primary just... one that I've interacted with is is what you would is like the very definition of uh, what are they like a battle horse? What do they call that? You know <laughs> what I mean? Know. Like an, an old ugly lady, a, tro- no, she... a Trojan horse. She she's... was filled with littler waitresses. <laughs> she is. She is just. She's just had a. She's just had a. She was. She's a good waitress, but she's had a rough life. Okay, sure. Is how I would characterize her. You know, yeah, rough life at the old Tamo shanty. Possible she's forty. Possible yeah. she's seventy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I ate at a place, but again, good waitress. They'll they'll hand carve you a prime rib sandwich. Mm-hmm. There's a potato salad and pickled beets bar. Love it. You can also get coleslaw if you like. All you can eat. There's Lori's seasoned salt and Lori's seasoned pepper on the table. Hey. 
so you can put a little MSG on your prime rib sandwich before you eat it. The guy, the guy that carves your sandwich, he'll take a tip, put a little au jus on there. Ooh. Says, "Sir, would you like some jus?" Say yes, please. You want a juicy sandwich? Doesn't need anything else. No man, you don't. You know, I mean, you put some maybe some horseradish on there. Yeah, I don't need it. You won't? okay? Here's you don't need a the Weight Watchers tip. Okay. Oh, please! A Weight Watchers tip: au jus is actually a good thing because it flavors your stuff up, flavors your meat and its own juices, and that way you're not you're not adding other crap that's going to oh, add points. Sure, Weight Watchers points. So that's why you have a little. Um, that's why you have a little uh, thermos full of au jus that you've been drinking. I of. do. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm going to open a vein later. Wow, just, just a free base. Just stew yourself in your own juices. Exactly. Uh-huh. So what I'm I'm kind of doing that right now. Quietly, oh. I don't know if you've noticed. Excellent. I I noticed. It's like Ramsey in the part of an episode where he's observing everything that's going on and trying not to say anything because he hasn't Mm -hmm. put the jacket on. Yeah, and he just like bites his his um his hand and Mm -hmm. just go oh oh god god oh. So he has to bite his hand. He's so he's so he's so uh, upset, appalled yeah. by what's going on. My favorite part of the of a Gordon Ramsay television program, this one that I've seen, Kitchen Nightmares. Is there's always a part like if they're low on customers, sometimes the problem is just that they're doing something immoral or illegal <laughs> um, or they have a nightmarishly incompetent staff. But but often they'll be low on customers. He will he will frequently just take the whole staff out onto the streets and lead a parade <laughs> as though he can't just put up a sign Does that says have... Gordon Ramsay will be here. They will like, that is what they're actually doing. They're putting up a sign that says famous person Gordon right. Ramsay will be here. But instead, what the, the way they choose to represent that on television is he leads the he leads the staff of the restaurant through the streets in a parade, and they bark people in essentially. Yes, wow. it's a very it's like hey, you like comedy? Come on in. Except it's more like hey, you like prime rib au jus? <laughs> hey, you like rat droppings? <laughs> this <laughs> Come on in. This shit's covered in them. <laughs> it's wow. gonna be wonderful. Brian, Jordan, Sarah, you've got an open invitation. Anytime you want to have lunch at the. Tamo shanter with me. Oh sure, I would legitimately like to do that. It's and like eat the prime rib and it, just do it up. It's like it's like eating a meal inside of a theme park from 1925. <laughs> there is a place in Burbank that George Clooney named his production company after. It's called the Smokehouse, and it has been there for 66 years. And I went there the other night for the second time, and they were celebrating Judy. Their waitress, Judy, has worked there for 50 years. Oh, Judy. Judy has worked there for 50 years. What's amazing about living in Los Angeles to me is that if Los Angeles is famous for anything, particularly in the food area, it is for – it's it was the earliest to adopt all of the worst things about restaurants. <laughs> so like the legendary Los Angeles restaurants are like this was one of the first theme restaurants ever. <laughs> like this was the first industrial style food preparation. You know what I mean? And but to be honest, some of them, the ones that are still around, they deliver. Sure. They deliver. I think of the classic Los Angeles restaurant as as not being uh, there, well, there's like two different types of L.A. restaurants. So you can go to the stereotypical one where you get served tiny portions and it's all like like A Spagos vegan. type restaurant. Yeah, and it's all like, huh. Something or, from L.A. story. Or you can go to one. Larry Miller is there. That's old school. <laughs> <laughs> there's like an old school one where it's just like a chopped, like a head of lettuce with some ranch on it <laughs> and, a, and, and a side of beef. 
Right. And it's <sighs> very dark inside, and you can't tell what time it is oh, ever. Taylor's Steakhouse near here is like that. Oh, I love it. I love it. Sure. Do you guys know if there's an In-N-Out burger near here? There is n- God, yeah, no. There no. isn't. Yeah, though, because that closest one is on Sunset. What a delight! What yeah. a delight! That You'll get is. bored of that. I know, but I haven't yet. I, I I'm just. Getting- you'll, I mean, you'll have a couple weeks where I mean, you'll. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the the novelty will wear off, but I mean, enjoy it while it lasts. I it's will. special. It's special. I've it's- gotten to the point now where I don't feel any longer like I'm just visiting here. I feel like I live here. So some of the glamour is off. So the other day, I was sitting in traffic. I, I drove in both rush hours because I was taping um an, a couple episodes of that I love the 1880s show mm-hmm. that was in the morning. Do you wear 1880s costumes while you're doing this? I do not. Oh. I do not. But I get my makeup done, which is very fun. That's kind of a funny – isn't it a parody of those I Love the Shows? Uh, no, it is – actually, uh, Nick Kroll and John Mulaney did a great one that had Julie Klausner years ago. In the olden ago. times. It was called yeah. – in the olden days of the internet in like 2005, 2006, which was called I Love the 30s, uh-huh. which was great. But no, the I Love the 1880s people, um, it's basically a talking head clips show uh-huh. with comedians. Um, but we're just talking about like the Wright brothers or the invention of the bullet <laughs> and what vest. big butts they had and what big butts they had. Those like, Wright brothers. Didn't Orville have big had butts. such a big ass. It was crazy. And then they make a weird sound effect. Right. Like, Loing. And then you and then you riff on on a Magic Lantern show. Exactly. <laughs> they show a clip of horse running. <laughs> like, where's he running to? The gay stable. <laughs> I did a packet for Tosh last week. <laughs> oh, you did? Did you really? I did. Yeah, I did a I did a packet for uh, Daniel Tosh and for a, another talk show which I like better than the Daniel Tosh show. Yeah, was the a Daniel- talk show that I really like actually? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I'm okay with Daniel Tosh. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think he's a monster. Just you know, bad taste sometimes. But I think his heart is in generally in the right place. Mm-hmm. Was can I can we guess what the show you like better is? Uh, maybe not. Was it Tom Snyder? It was Tom Snyder. Yes, <laughs> it was Charlie Rose. It was Charlie. He wants to do a comedy monologue now and some desk pieces. <laughs> Uh, are you going to just play the black background? Huh? Like, are you just going to play the black background? <laughs> right, yeah, I'm going to dress up in, you in black. I will get very fat. Yeah, get very fat. Very fat. Me. Was and one of your <laughs> segment ideas, can we throw it into the void? <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Um, here's where your fears live. <laughs> um, so I did, so I did, and I, and so I kind of had a week to do both of these, and for the, for the, Talk show that I liked, I really labored over it. I mean, more than I've labored over one of these things in a long time. I really wanted this. Um, you know, and I, I watched every episode of the show and I watched every clip online I could find. And I, I really, like, there is made a, this. And there is a lot of Chelsea Handler clips. On yeah, <laughs> definitely. I mean, all her early work, right. uh, screen tests. I mean, I got it all. I went to the library. A microfiche was involved. It oh, wasn't wow. helpful, but I did it. The feature film that she produced for Chewy. Sure, right. Exactly. Um, and, you know, I really, really, really put my heart into this. And, and, and the Daniel Tosh one, I, I kind of just did over the weekend. And, uh, you know, and and not that I don't like the show, but I'm like, eh, I'm, I will put my effort into this one and not the other one. And kind of looking at these both on Sunday night when I'm about to send them off, I'm like, well, this Tosh one's better. I'm better at these rape jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm better at rape jokes than I am at Kristen Stewart jokes. Daniel Tosh is listening right now. I know. And he's sobbing gently into... Uh, a, a bucket of, of pus. Money. <laughs> a bucket of money. Pus-covered money. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I don't think either of these places want to hire me, so what are you going to do? 
I want to hire you. Cool, thanks. You're welcome. I don't know for what. I just do. Look, I mean, I can hang around nude in a bathtub. (laughs) Okay, excellent. And you can interview me whenever. Oh, good. But I'll just hang around. Jordan is exceptionally good with a frayed wire. (laughs) Right. (laughs) A watery frayed wire. Sparks will fly. Yeah. You'll need a pretty big Buddha statue, though. I'm warning you. (laughs) Pretty big Buddha. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Boy Detective. And Sarah Benincasa, America's Bean Sprout. She's popping up everywhere. <laughs> She'll really fill out a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Sprouts on a sandwich is really all right. I'm okay with it. If it doesn't get out of control. It's roughage. Yeah. You know, it adds to the, keeps things moving. Sometimes they'll get get a little out of control, but I think some are fun. That's because you're eating at these West Hollywood type sprouts themed restaurants. <laughs> homosexual right. sprout restos. I know. The, the theme of the restaurant that you eat is bean sprouts and sit-ups. <laughs> <laughs> right. You do, what? You, what a, a, a muscular man holds your feet <laughs> and then you do a sit-up and he, he shoves bean sprouts in your mouth. <laughs> Whole thing costs 20 bucks. <laughs> oh, sponsor on this week's episode, our friends at Ask Metafilter. Thousands of life's little questions answered online at ask.metafilter.com. A good place, a good thing to ask, uh, Ask Metafilter would be, what are your favorite Los Angeles area restaurants that seem like they're from 1958? I'm sure uh, a, a really, um, really well-spoken person would have a great answer to that. You know what they'd say? Hmm. The Dowel Ray in Pico Rivera. Great. Problem fucking solved. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I uh, you don't even need to go to Ask Metafilter. In fact, you should. don't. Well, no, you should. <laughs> do not. No, no, I disagree. You should go to ask.metafilter.com. Really we would like to keep uh, them as a sponsor. Yeah, so, yeah, you go you there. Totally Jesse was wrong. Hey, uh, I also want to mention I am going to be making public appearances oh. Uh, oh. both here in Los Angeles and in New York City. Oh. Maybe you guys have heard of them. Oh. Haven't. Okay. Haven't heard of the last one. When will you be in Maine? (laughs) (laughs) Um, On uh, Thursday evening, Mm -hmm. the 6th of December, I will be appearing at the Etsy Hollywood, uh, Etsy Holiday Shop in New York City. That's Uh, great. Etsy, the popular uh, place to buy things with owls on them, as Mm -hmm. our friend Julie Klasner once said. Sure. Um, it has or something uh, shaped like an eight bit video game character. Yeah, has a pop up shop where they have curated selections of items oh. from various tastemakers, including myself. Oh. Terrific! Um, and uh, they are having events there. There are lots of cool events there. Honestly, there are actually really cool events there, um, and they're all free. But on uh, th- on Thursday, I will be giving doing my make your thing talk. Mm-hmm. Um, it will be in the early evening, right after work. Looking at like a six o'clock, six sure. to seven thirty, I believe. You go straight, uh, go straight from your day job and go and learn how to make your thing. Exactly, and you can go to Etsy dot com slash holiday shop. Should you tell your boss to shove it before you come? No, you probably shouldn't. Okay, unless you're Johnny Paycheck, in which case, <laughs> right, that road is paved with riches. <laughs> right, but make sure to record a song about it. <laughs> yes. Don't not record the song. That's Brian, the key. Brian, can you make sure that it's Etsy.com slash holiday shop? 
And it is. Okay, great. And the other um, – and also that afternoon, Kevin Allison from Risk uh, and uh, my friend Dallas Penn from the Internet Celebrities will be doing workshops. I also curated some workshops, that, guys. You're just a, a curator. Yeah, and I'll be around then too. I'll be – I'll probably be working with Dallas. Dallas is going to be called Internet's DIY. He said he's going to start by teaching people how to make a Big Mac out of shit from the 99-cent menu. <laughs> <laughs> the night of the McDonald's 99-cent menu? Yeah. Great. So you don't have to buy a Big Mac. Okay. How much does a Big Mac cost? Two fifty? Like three dollars or something. Okay. Look up how much a Big Mac. I mean, it sounds like it sounds like this is a value. Yeah. No, this is a dude. If Dallas Penn knows anything, sure. It's how to get a value on low quality food, <laughs> right? And this is also at the, at the, at the yeah, Etsy yeah. This situation? is also with this Etsy thing. There's like a performance space. There's a sales floor. There's all kinds of cool oh, shit. So like it's supposed cool. to be a really cool thing. Do you, I'm do you think I'm excited I, to be doing it. I really like Etsy. Do you think so. I painted myself as an ivory tower snob because I didn't know how much a Big Mac cost? Yeah, you did. You're Three dollars and fifty cents is what a Big Mac costs. Yeah, well, I made a lot of shit from the dollar menu for that. Sure, yeah. Three and a half things. <laughs> um, and also in Los Angeles, here in Los Angeles on Sunday, which is the 9th of December, I'm going to be doing uh, a holiday sale of my own. Mm. Really? Sarah, I don't know if you know this, but I am in the uh, gentleman's accessory business. No, I did not know. Yeah, I sell cock rings. <laughs> no. Uh, I sell pocket squares. Um, through the put this on gentlemen's these association. These are vintage cock rings, though. Yes, these are very sure. nice. I'll put an I'll put an owl on there if you They're want. They're sure. vintage, distressed, upcycled cock right. rings. They're actually yeah. made out of children's toys from the 1910s. There's mm-hmm. a nice uh, fox hunting scene around them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I make them out of Swiss uh, uh, Swiss surplus military bags. Mm. <laughs> um, no, I I do actually sell. Uh, Gentlemen's accessories. We make uh, handmade pocket squares here in Los Angeles, and ordinarily we sell them through a subscription service. So, okay. in fact, if you go to putthison.com, you can click through and get the subscription as a holiday gift if you'd like. But basically, it's sort of like every other month a new handmade pocket square appears at your door or at the door of the well-dressed gentleman in your life who needs a nice gift. Like a cheese of the month club for for dandies. Exactly. That is precisely what it is. And um, basically... If you know a dandy, don't not get him a cheese of the month club because if there's anything I know about those guys, they love cheese. Oh, Greer. (laughs) (laughs) So basically, like, I buy fabric for these things at, you know, uh, vintage textile shows and fancy fabric stores and all over everywhere. And um, uh, sometimes there is more fabric than we need to make a given run of the pocket square. So I will just have them made up. And I've had this pile of uh, pocket squares that um, uh, is sort of taking over my home. So I thought I would have a sample sale. So we're having a nice little holiday sale. There will be free beer. There will Mm. be discount prices on Put This On DVDs and uh, pocket squares starting at $20. Nog? Uh, I'm not going to have nog okay. because of it, it's difficult to keep chilled. Sure, but I mean, if someone brought their own nog in like a water bottle or a coffee cup, you're I not going ki- to kick them out. I fucking love nog. Yeah, All right. you, you know what nog I recommend from Mitchell's Ice Cream in San Francisco. If somebody uh-huh. could bring that by, I'd really appreciate okay. it. Okay, if anyone brings me ice uh, nog from Mitchell's Ice Cream in San mm. Francisco, free pocket square. Wow. I know. Fantastic. That's how serious. Sounds like a value. That's how serious this thing is. But anyway, we'll have special prices and special pieces. Like uh, we have some that are made from uh, this 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 one roll of silk that we think was maybe a salesman's sample. 
Um, but it is uh, obi silk, Japanese obi oh. silk um, from, we're guessing the 20s, maybe the 30s, cool. um, that we made into squares that are just fucking amazing. Um, but also lots of other cool stuff. I mean, just tons of cool stuff. And um, <clears throat> it's going to be at Don VA Shoes, which is on uh, La Brea at first, between first and Beverly. My friend Raul Ojeda owns it. He is a shoemaker, and he will be offering special deals on some of the floor models of his shoes. <gasps> Ooh, that's yeah, really cool. His literally handmade shoes, as in made uh, Daniel Day-Lewis style. He's he's, <laughs> right. Only he's good at it. Okay. Is um, Daniel Day-Lewis not good at making his shoes? Uh, that's the word on the street. Oh, I, that's no. what. <gasps> that, that is that's some what, shit talking. That's, that's, what why El- he, that's what Elvis Mitchell told me. Oh, that's why he had to. That. That's why he had to go back and do Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. This isn't working out. Yeah. He's better at statecraft. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, noon to five on Sunday at Don Vie Shoes, which is on La Brea between First and Beverly. If you're not in L.A., tell somebody you know in L.A. to come by. I look. You can just come by and have a free beer. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna make you buy anything. You know what I mean? But seriously, go to the ATM probably, first and probably buy something. And buy something. You know, so get, get, get a nice gift for a gentleman in your life. I mean, is that too much to ask? Yeah, it's not no, too we much didn't to say we didn't say Jesus. not to Jesse. No one Jordan, said not to. We all why agreed won't that it's you a good let idea. People we all agreed that business. it's a good idea. Just give me. We've some cash. been nothing but supportive. No, we number said it one, was a good idea. You are trying to sandbag me. I've never, never. You are when play back the tape, Brian. When you did I say it wasn't a good idea? Me. Right now, you're trying to sandbag. No, me. No, I think it's a great idea. <sighs> I'm trying I'm, to. I'm sandbagging you. <laughs> I'm trying to gaslight you. There's there's bugs on your hands. Don't you see them? No, don't gaslight me. Yeah. Don't sandbag me. Don't flummox <laughs> me. You've also flummoxed me with your combination <laughs> oh, of gaslighting and sandbagging. <laughs> Do you want to be gasbagged? I it's would like, like well, being gasbagged. Well, it's like That's a, a gay party drug, isn't it? Oh, it's like a Dutch oven, but with a garbage bag. <laughs> <laughs> And yes, some gay men do do it to get high. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, do do come by, say hi, have a beer. I don't care if you're wearing shorts and flip flops. I'm not going to say anything. I might say something, but behind it'll be your, it'll be behind your back or it'll on tw- or like on Twitter later. No, not on Twitter later. I'm not going. I'm not. The, I'm not a sneak. Okay. <laughs> Brian Fernandez, our producer, is going to be there with me. He's going to oh. be helping me out. Oh, that's fun. That's so fun. This is going to be a great time. Well, now that I know Brian is going to be there, I might go. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He's a handsome guy, he's a right? He's handsome son of a bitch. Ladies, if you need a present for your boyfriend and a better boyfriend, Brian <laughs> Fernandez. Brian Fernandez is single as far as I know. Honey. No, he's no, not he's single. No. Oh, he is oops, not single. Oops. Brian is Brian, married. Brian Fernandez is looking Brian for is married? a no. peace on the side. Yes, he's <laughs> nodding yes, peace yes. on the side. He's nodding yes, someone, peace on the someone side. Discreet. <laughs> someone discreet. Someone discreet. Someone who looks like a lady in the streets, but a man in the bed. Right. He's, He's looking, looking for someone with a burlesque act. Yes. Right? Yes. Some sort of, someone... some sort of sneaky false female. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And, hey, if you don't live in Los Angeles, go to putthisson.com and, and buy some pocket squares as a gift for someone. Uh, sign somebody up for the thing. We can You can do it. It's even international now. We recently added international shipping. Fantastic. I, yeah. I was stymied. I think that's a bad idea. A, no one should do it. Well, international, I, that's a bad idea. Do not sandbag this. See? Are, is this more fun now that someone's sandbagging you? Oh, gee, There's a monkey sitting on your head. <laughs> <laughs> no! Get him off of me! <laughs> Wait, hold we got to take a break. i got to get rid of this monkey. <laughs> put this garbage bag on your head. I farted into it. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second. <laughs> <laughs> on Jordan, Jesse, go. La, 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 la.
Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm Sarah Benincasa, America's Lincoln Log. Mm. I just called myself a thing that looks like poop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Low self-esteemy. Oh. Kind of. Bean sprouts. I, I go back to bean sprout. Okay. Low self-esteemy. America's, it's adorable. It's good on a sandwich. America's bean sprout. Sarah Benincasa. Um, well, when something momentous happens to our listeners, we ask that they give us a call at 206-984-4FUN or email us at jjgo at maximumfun.org. We do have telephone calls locked and loaded. Let's go to the tape. Hey, Jordan and Jesse. This is Will from Indiana calling with a moment of shame. Uh, last night I went to Target with my girlfriend because she needed to pick up some groceries and I did not need to pick up some groceries. I was just being nice and driving her, and I was bored. So I started tossing my keys in the air, you know, like you do. Uh, and I kept throwing them higher and higher and just having this, you know, a basic childlike glee at how high I could throw my keys and uh, still catch them. Uh, the aisle markers in the grocery <laughs> park of Target are these big green triangles they're flat on the top and bottom and then triangular shaped the tops are maybe 16 feet in the air oh, uh and i said to my girlfriend hey watch this oh, dear. and i threw my keys up in the air and i meant to just throw them straight up so i could show them how good i was at catching them but i screwed up and it landed on top of one of the aisle markers oh boy <laughs> so i had to go get a target employee explain to them that my keys were on top of the aisle marker and then have him have to go get another employee to get a football and explain to him that my keys were on top of the aisle marker. Then he had to go get the pneumatic lift, stand there, get lifted 10 feet up in the air, grab my keys and hand them to me. And that was my moment of shame. Thanks for the show. Do you think that he is dating his absentee father? <laughs> hey, look at this. <laughs> look what I can do. Dad, Dad, look. Look at... Hey, Dad. Hey, Dad. No. Hey, Dad. Hey, Dad. Hey, Dad. Uh, Dad. Dad. <laughs> Gotta go get cigarettes. <laughs> that This story is kind of... Um, I'm impressed because that's more helpful than I think a Target employee has ever been. Yeah, I feel like when you go into Target and need something, it's always the it's one of the bigger ordeals. It's always like the employees are trained to stock only conditioner, or like this guy <laughs> is just there for the baby clothes, and they don't know anything else about the store. There's I like was, a weird telephone in Target that you're supposed yeah, to pick up to sure. call someone. Yeah, the the right the process of getting someone to help you in Target is always a, a little more. Uh, of an ordeal than it needs to be. This sounds like they really knew what they were doing. You yeah, know these what? Target employees in Indiana were on fucking point. Oh yeah, yeah. Indiana. There you go. With that pneumatic lift at the ready. Well, I don't like that the Maria Bamford's not in the Christmas commercials anymore. So she's not. She's not. No. What the fuck is even the point of having Christmas commercials? Yeah, doesn't uh, none. Basically, not point Christmas. Of having Target. That's a dumb holiday. Yeah. Yeah, basically Christmas was kept around so they could have those Maria Bamford I got so stoked when she got that campaign. I was just – that's just somebody who – you know, I don't know Maria personally, but that's just somebody who when you see they get something good, you're just like, yeah! Like you just get sucked. Yeah. It's, it's, like it's, good. It's, it's so so deserved that it's like impossible to feel any comedian sour grapes Yeah, all. you're just like, oh, 
good. You know what? I just thought of a way for us to make Maria Bamford's holiday season sing. Hmm. She's not in the Target commercials, but she does have a new special called oh. the Maria Bamford Special Special Special. <gasps> she performs it in her home for her parents. Oh, that's fantastic. Sounds like people should buy that to uh, you know ease some of the pain of not getting to be in Target commercials. If you don't buy it, you're on my shit list. Mm. That's where I'm at. It costs $5. Buy it. Watch it. She's the best stand-up comedian in America. Okay. Yeah, I said it. No one's saying no one's saying that she's not. We I hear you that. saying, what about Louis C.K.? She's better than Louis C.K. Wow. What about Dave Chappelle? She doesn't put you through a seven-hour ordeal. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't stress you out. She doesn't out make you smoke. <laughs> I'm particularly fond of her uh, for various reasons, but especially because we both um, are crazy. <laughs> so she and we have both I believe we have both written books about being crazy. I think she has one too, I think. And she talks about being crazy, which you know, when someone like Maria Bamford talks about being crazy, it makes it okay for um a a, a lesser mortal in the comedy scene <laughs> or it makes it more okayer, you know, she blaze you blaze a trail when talking about your particular craziness hers is unwanted thought syndrome um it makes it easier for me to talk about my agoraphobia and, and things like that she's uh, quite an inspiration i find i find her inspirational because she's a fucking genius and i do know her personally she's a great lady hmm. i've heard she's very nice she has pug parties at her house oh yeah like invites all the pugs you can go over and play with the pugs um on the kind of topic of this guy's um embarrassing attempt to amuse himself yeah. By throwing up the keys. Uh, I I was caught in a bit of embarrassing behavior the other day. Um, do you have pets, Sarah? No, I wish I did. Yeah. Actually, wait, that's not totally true. I live in a compound, mm-hmm. basically, of two little bungalows and one big bungalow. And I there have... are a lot of rats. Oh, <laughs> there are five cats and there are two dogs. So they're okay. not mine. So if you needed to pet an animal. Absolutely, all the time. Yeah. I can do it whenever I want to. What about a specialty animal? Mm. Porpoise? <laughs> a narwhal? <laughs> no, I wish. That would be awesome. Do not put those two in the same tank. <laughs> they will fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and the babies will be awful. Uh, I noticed I was doing something the other day in public. Uh, like I like I, I, baby talk to my cat. Like that's, that's just something. Like I think we all, we all embar- do an embarrassing voice to our pets. I think that's... That's universal. And I'm not embarrassed about that. But it is something that I do in private. Um, but I was I was driving home the other day and I parked and I parked maybe two blocks, three blocks away from my house. And I was so excited to see the cat that I was just doing cat talk while I was walking to the house. <laughs> and these people coming the other way uh, totally looked at me like I was crazy. Like I got out of the car. I'm like, hey, buddy, who's – Who's looking cute? Who's taking a nap? I was like doing the cat talk on the way to the cat. That Anyway. So, yeah. Is your cat talk just also your audition voice for uh... – Casey Kasem tryout? <laughs> yeah. I was, I was going to say a Mike Judge cartoon. <laughs> yeah. Yes, hey, I am. Buddy. Hey, buddy. I'm a solid teenager. I don't know. Yeah, it's like a little nasal voice. It's like, hey, buddy, what's up? Mm-hmm. Being cool? Everything cool over there? 
Jesse, how do you talk to animals? Do you have a little cute voice for them? Um, I wonder if I do. I think I do. But imagine right now. I mean, I do all puppy. kinds of cute shit with my animals. Oh. Just all day long yeah. I'm doing cute shit with my animals. Fucking rubbing their bellies, picking them up and kissing them, letting them lick my nose, um, uh, doing funny dances with them. Just this morning, mm. me and my dog Sissy uh, did a funny dance to amuse my son. Aww. We did it together. Sounds fairly amusing. It was pretty fucking amusing. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm not one to toot my own horn, but it was Jim Carrey in the mask level amusing. Wow. <laughs> Sounds pretty amusing. I think I probably do use I probably do use a baby voice w- with my dogs. Uh, yeah, but I don't know what it is. It's kind of like that, Coco. Hi, oh, sissy. Coco, I love you. I talk oh. to it like I'm pretending there's a golden oh, retriever hey, puppy in front of me. I go, "Who's a baby? Are you a baby? Who's a baby? What a ba- Let's all do it at the same time. Hey, buddy. Who's a baby? What are baby. Who's a buddy? Who's a buddy? Okay, for God's sake, let's take <laughs> This is like call. that Flaming Lips album that you have to play on three <laughs> different <laughs> stereos. And what's weird is that somebody out there in America got a boner during that segment. <laughs> hey. Somebody. If it's you, you win all the pocket squares you want. <laughs> if it's you, we'll see you Sunday, December 9th at mm-hmm. Don VA Shoes in Los Angeles. Let's take the next call. Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jesse. Hi, guest. Uh, this is Nick from Houston with a momentous occasion. Uh, I was uh, just driving home from work when I stopped at a stoplight, and across the street, I saw a guy on rollerblades rollerblading down the sidewalk and simultaneously dancing. So he's doing his own little roller disco routine, I guess. Very entertaining. I had a good laugh. and um, <laughs> He sounds yeah. happy. Yeah. Guess I'm keeping it pithy. Uh, no, no, you're no, not no, keeping it pithy. Uh, <sighs> I don't know. F minus. F minus. Really Worst grade available. I don't. Yeah, you didn't sound. You sound. That sounded like snarky delight. That didn't sound like genuine delight. Which is what you should have anytime there's roller skate dancing because roller skate dancing is fucking great. Yeah, I agree. Roller skate dancing is awesome every time I see it. Sure. Now, are roller blades a little worse than regular roller skates? Yeah, probably a little, but not that not enough to make it not great. I think at this day and age, you know, enough time has passed. The roller blade and the skate are both kind of equally anachronistic and uh, But it's know. not the anachronism that makes it great. Is it what you're what's nice about a roller skate is the stability. Sure. For dancing purposes I'm talking about. Yeah. And also the roller skate's popular in the heyday of roller skate dancing. Mm-hmm. Whereas the the rollerblade, it's like you wouldn't necessarily wear skates to play roller hockey. Sure. You would wear blades to wear roller to play roller hockey because they they're contemporaneous. They each rose to prominence in a similar time frame. Yeah. I think what we're saying is don't sound smug. Don't sound like you're above roller skate dancing. If you could roller skate dance, you'd be fucking roller skate dancing right now and having a blast. <laughs> yeah. I would love to be able to roller skate dance. That would be so awesome. I worked with a roller a perf- 
well, a roller skate. Not professional. Oh, I worked with a roller skate. I worked with a, a <laughs> former champion uh, roller skate dancer in a wow. salon in Boston. Wow. He had photographs. He was uh, pairs dancing, like mm. ice dancing, but just on roller skates. Terrific. It That's great. I presume it was costumes? two Puerto Rican guys. Yeah. <laughs> it was a homosexual man. <laughs> uh, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> roller skate dancing? I know. Um, I, uh, a friend of, uh, a friend of mine, uh, one of my wife's good friends from college made a documentary film about, uh, roller skate dancing, hmm. uh, and in the, uh, New Jersey area. <gasps> That's where I'm from. No. Oh, and, uh, it was, uh, it, I don't think it's available on home video, but it was a festival type situation. Uh, I genuinely think roller skate dancing is fucking cool. Yeah, I I think mm-hmm. I talked about this when it happened, but I went to a roller rink down here, and there was over eighteen night. Mm-hmm. We went for over eighteen Hello. night, and it was uh, it, Earth, what wind, it, and fire. Yeah, what it ended up being was like over fifty nights, and it was all these kind of fifty year old African American couples who could still do it from the seventies. It was totally amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, great. Great, 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 great. Also great, stepping. Also great. Yeah. Just a, a list of cool dances <laughs> that, that middle-aged people like to do. Brian, let's take another call. Hey, Jordan and Jesse. Go. This is uh, Dylan from San Francisco calling from inside El Farolito in the OMI on your recommendation, Jesse. We've been talking about it enough. I figured we'd finally go check it out, see if it's any better than the other one. Um, also, momentous uh, occasion to, to come. My lady is pregnant and uh, ready to pop out any day now. She's a, a few days overdue, so we figured we'd come here and have some spicy food since we heard that uh, can get labor going. It burns up the So uh, take it easy. Have a good day, and thanks for the recommendation. Does this guy... Has this guy confused? And I don't know a lot about, you know, baby stuff or child mm-hmm. child labor. Well, you're not allowed to. No, legally. My mom doesn't permit it. Correct. My mom's a lawyer. Does this has this guy confused babies and diarrhea? <laughs> Does this guy think that a baby comes out of the butt, and if the wife has it's too not much juicy spicy, f- yeah, that if. That a nice soft soft stool is conducive to having a baby. A shit baby. A shit baby. Look, Dylan's been a listener of ours since the olden days. Mm -hmm. Many years Dylan has been a listener of ours. But I don't think we've ever gone over the difference between babies and diarrhea on the show. So if this is the only place he gets information. I I also want to share one piece of information about El Farolito. Mm -hmm. The reason El Farolito is better than the other El Farolito or El Faro, mm-hmm. uh, Faro, of course, me- being the word meaning lighthouse in Spanish, um, is not so much because the food is better. Although the food may be better, it is because you don't have to deal with bullshit. Mm. Because now the o- you have to go all the way out to the outer mission or OMI mm. in order to enjoy a bullshit-free burrito. So you don't have to stand around a bunch of people asking for lettuce and black beans and soy rizo. And they'll let you have a baby on the floor. And those if you gross go into green labor. tortillas. They will also let you take a dump on the floor if it's in the shape of a baby. <laughs> I've heard that. They'll put down a nice tarp for you. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I have one more thing to say. Mm. I got a lot of guff on this show 
for standing up on behalf of those of us who believe that black beans don't belong in a burrito. Oh, interesting. The reason I believe that is because it's true. It's an empirical Mm -hmm. fact. Pinto beans belong in a burrito, not black beans. Black beans, look, you want to mix your black beans with rice and have them with some fried plantains because you're Cuban? (laughs) Are you Dominican? Have fun with your black beans. You know what I mean? I'm not, this isn't about me versus black beans. This is about me versus the bullshit assholes Mm -hmm. who started demanding black beans and vegetarian meats and green tortillas and all this other bullshit that I have to put up with when I'm just trying to order a goddamn super burrito. You sound exactly like a racist grandpa immediately post-desegregation if you replace beans with people. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you just don't want a burrito with black beans raping your daughter. You have have comely, comely farm daughters. You know and what? you're just afraid of their sexual prowess. There is a good place to get uh, black bean burritos. Um, if you do want black beans in your burrito, um, I don't know if you guys have heard of this place. It's called Chipotle. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Look it up. See if you can find it. Head over there. End of discussion. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Sarah Benincasa, America's Bean Sprout. Jordan tells me I've been trolled. I think you've been trolled. Jesse, I think that when people they know they know you have hot button issues. Right. They know that you have you have things that will set you off. And I think that, you know, burritos are one of them. And I think that when people are twittering you and emailing you, they're just they 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 want the they want the rage. I mean, so I mean, I guess in a way you're giving them what they want. But I'm I think feeding the trolls. You're feeding the trolls, I think. Sometimes I like Soy to Rizzo. Yes, <laughs> yes, you are. Yeah. Sometimes I like to play with my trolls because I yeah. find trolls – I haven't been as active on the YouTube um, in the past year or so because I've been focusing more on like writing and stuff than like farting into a webcam, which is what I used to just do for fun. <laughs> and um, But but I find Are that, those videos still up? Yeah, they're totally there. Cool, great. Can you say future farts for this garbage bag? <laughs> of course, yes. We're going to gas bag it. But I have, I have been called – You know how like at a nightclub – uh, you know, like a like an old lady will go around with tamales, mm-hmm. or like you know they'll they'll have those those bacon wrapped hot dogs. Mm-hmm. What I like to do is I like to go to a gay club with a trash bag filled with my farts, <laughs> 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 and you know just walk around and and you know I'm not I'm not hard selling anybody on them, but if they want a trash bag filled with my farts, you also have some light up plastic roses. Yes, <laughs> right, exactly. Mm-hmm. You will take a photograph of people for mm-hmm. fun mm-hmm. for five dollars. Totally. Mm-hmm. And sure. a shot glass on some Mardi Gras beads. Yeah. Also filled with my farts. Sorry. But I'm just saying. I think that I think that what you think is an attack is 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 an internet goof. I People think are goofing around about burritos? Why yeah. would you do that? I don't know. I mean I guess that's these the are thing that I don't, don't understand. These are people who don't believe in anything. These are nihilists. <laughs> I feel like it's yeah. one thing to talk, to goof around about, you know, birthday pranks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, for instance, or or you know, current events. Mm-hmm. 
when it comes to serious stuff, yeah, I don't think it, you we should goof around. Yeah, do you think? I think that's why I think that's why we get all the grammar shit is because we complain about it so much. I think people would stop doing it if we stopped re- uh, reacting to them. Would you say that this is what's wrong with the First Amendment, the black beans thing? Yes, yes. It's one of many things wrong with the First Amendment. Soy riso, green tortillas. Women being allowed to speak in public. Listen, the other day, someone corrected me on Twitter that the song Back in the New York Groove is not in fact by Kiss, but it is on like Ace Frehley's solo album. <laughs> and you know what? That fucking pissed me off. But that's, that, that was that guy's point. And me saying I feel bad that I'm mentioning it because now I'm retroactively giving that guy what he wanted. Yeah. But I'm just saying, it took it. It I really had to choke it down, not to say anything. But I think if that if we don't want these burrito fights, if we don't want these <laughs> minor grammar corrections, we just don't address it. Literally, ten people sent me a link to the same web comic about web analytics <laughs> the other day. That's tiresome. I went ape shit on people on Twitter. Oh, I couldn't handle it. I usually just ignore people. Yeah. But I went ape. It was a mistake. I shouldn't have done it. I was feeding the trolls. Yeah. I'm like- guessing these people also have strong opinions about Pokemon and Boy Meets World. <laughs> oh, they're very excited about the new Boy Meets World. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Girl yeah, Meets yeah. World. They're all thrilled about Girl Meets World, and they're thrilled that you are talking about anything burrito-related. Girl Meets wor- World is a porno, right? Yes. Starring Topanga. <laughs> I met Topanga once. You did? Yeah. I've heard she's lovely. I met her backstage at the Podcastathon, mm-hmm. our friend Jimmy Pardo's annual charity podcasting marathon. Um, she, at the time, was working with Jimmy's wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had a sort of little... Not that handsome boyfriend. <gasps> Interesting. We Love used it. to have her on. Um, I used to be on Sirius XM's Cosmo Radio. Mm-hmm. Perhaps you've heard of it. It's a brilliant feminist outlet. True. Sure. <laughs> progressive thought. I took the quiz. And um, <laughs> and when she was on, not and you had a show, show about encouraging women to put a finger in their boyfriend's butts. Yes, my show was called Get in Bed, and it was about <laughs> sex. It was, okay. Uh, and, and every and finger in the butt came up a lot. It came up sometimes. We were encouraged to avoid talking about anal things. Okay. Mostly because I think I loved talking about anal things because I think they're <laughs> funny. I think yeah. anal sex is one of the funniest. It activities. is a pretty come out and peens go in. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I think it's hilarious. And then out. And then in. Um, but she was she was on a different show. Uh, a few Bye, Jovi. You've got it. <laughs> and then they come out and then they go in. Everybody. Everybody. Good. Everybody. No, Jordan. No, 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 you're you, ruining you, it. You're ruining everything. This is weird. <laughs> Sorry. Continue. Oh, no. She was just on the channel a few times. Oh, wow. Show. Apparently, she was very cool. What, what is she, how does she feel about uh, the anus? Well, she wasn't. I didn't get to ask her because mm. I didn't get her to ask. We didn't often get celebrity guests yeah. on my show um, because perhaps of the nature of the topic, mm-hmm. too know, anal, very, yeah. very anal, sure. a lot of sexy. Every... I mean, and she's she's I mean, she's she's known for being on a family show. She's right. got an image, so it's not really going to be her brand. Is sure. to go on Get in Bed, probably. She's a good-looking lady. Yeah, yeah. IRL mm-hmm. confirmed. Confirmed. <laughs> Topanga's hot IRL. Yeah. Um, hey, listen, uh, Sarah. I met Winnie Cooper once. Oh really? Oh, Danica yeah. McKellar. Also, also pretty hot IRL. Really good at math. Yeah. Wrote a book about yeah, math. Yeah, book about math. Mm-hmm. Anyway, continue. 
I was trying to we be a funny person that I met IRL. Oh, yeah. I failed. Well, we'll think of it later. It was sort of Sarah's job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brian, would you drop something funny in here later? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Brian's going to drop in a third reference. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, Matthew Lasko. Great. He's pretty hot. Matthew Lillard? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. He's Skeet, pretty hot. Skeet Ulrich? Skeet Ulrich. Someone um, from Scream 1. Sarah, if you're in New York City, Sarah has a cool holiday stand-up show at the Pit, the People's Improv Theater. Yes. On December 22nd. It's a Saturday, December 22nd, 9.30 p.m. It's 10 bucks. It's me and Claudia Kogan uh, splitting an hour of comedy. It is called uh, Elf Actualization. Which is a pun. Which is a pun. It's a wacky pun. And uh, it's it's going to be a really, 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 really awesome time. So uh, The Pit, Saturday, December 22nd, 9.30 p.m. Come hang out with us. Uh, I will drink with you afterwards at The Pit Bar, which is an awesome bar. That pit, bar is, that pit bar Isn't is wonderful? good. Yeah. It's so elegant and pretty. Definitely and... one of the best, like, attached to a comedy place bars. Absolutely. Um, hey, I got can – I, can I talk about some live stuff? Yeah, of course. December 6th, I will be at the West Side Comedy Theater doing a holiday for cancer research benefit. Oh, hilarious. Also doing this show, Greg Fitzsimmons, David Keckner. Wow, those are those are heavy uh, hitters. This are... is going to be a great show, I think. It's a little pricey, but all the money goes to a good cause, and I think you can buy some more expensive tickets and get like raffle stuff. And I think there's some good stuff avail- available in the raffle. Uh, West Side Comedy Theater, December sixth, starts at eight. This is great. Go to West Side Comedy Theater. Also, um, I will be doing some comedy in San Francisco at Lost Weekend Video on December fourteenth. This is a Friday. Also on this show, Vince Mancini, our old co-worker from The Grid. You know, Jordan. Yeah. I think I may still have rental credits at Lost Weekend Video. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I tell them you're me. Rent whatever you want. Great. They got brass-eye bootlegs. Do I have to return them the next day? Mm, I mean, Do I have I, to come back with them and then go back. Well, otherwise they're going to show much. up at my mom's house. Oh, yeah. Trying to ask where their brass-eye bootlegs are. Yeah. You know what? That's fine. I'll just shoplift. No. Okay. Okay. Great. I'll just shoplift. My favorite part about uh, Lost Weekend Video in San Francisco's Mission District, mm-hmm. never watching movies. <laughs> Always hanging out watching the Giants game. There you go. But you know what? I'm fucking all for that. That's fine. Get into the, the sporting life. Yeah. Yeah. Video December 14th, geeks. 8 o'clock. It's oh, going to be fun. May I promote a thing? Oh, Jesus. I know. I'm I'm just, oh. Is it Jesus? Uh, it's Jesus. This, I think you all season. need to get into yeah. him. Because the reason he, for the season. He is a cool fucking dude. Uh, no, just my Twitter is at Sarah J. Benincasa. That's all. Thank you. <laughs> no, that's great. That's they any... should follow you on Twitter. Twitter. I've been following you for a few days. Yeah, and, I've been uh, following you, you for a bit. And you've been doing great. Thank any you. Any religious themes in your tweets? Uh, sacrilegious themes. Religious often. anal. Things a- about the butt and the poops. <laughs> sure. If you want to read about the poops and the peas and the butts and the giners, come on over to at Sarah J. Benicasa. <laughs> we'll talk to you next time. Oh, our theme music, Love You by The Free Design, courtesy sure. of The Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. And Brian Fernandez on the boards. Thank you, Brian. We'll see you on Sunday. By you, I mean, by we, I mean you, me, and all of the listeners who are going to come to our sample soon. Okay, we'll see you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. <laughs>